Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Drew Boa. He is the founder of Husband Material. You can find him at husbandmaterial.com, where he helps men outgrow porn so that they can change their brains, heal their hearts, and save their relationships. Now, I want to read to you what he has on his website because, man, this is just a great introduction, in my opinion, BC Nation. So Drew says, hi, I'm Drew. I was a kid who loved Jesus and hated porn, but I couldn't stop using it. For years, I tried to fight the battle of purity with limited results. In 2014, I went a whole year without porn or masturbation, but in the end, I still relapsed. I felt frustrated and exhausted. That's when I started researching sexual addiction. Eventually, I found out why different people are attracted to different types of porn, and something clicked. I realized porn was my pacifier. From that day on, particular porn fantasies began began to lose their power. That was six years ago. Since then, I've enjoyed complete freedom from all unwanted sexual behavior. And now I help guys like you get those same results. That's why I created Husband Material Academy. So you can stop fighting the battle for purity and finally enjoy your sexuality without porn. BC Nation, if you're battling porn and you may be a man, you may be a woman. Okay, The statistics are skyrocketing for females right now getting addicted to porn and masturbation. I know uh, females have reached out to me to break that, that habit, break that uh, addiction. Um, if this show is for you specifically, and I'm going to ask Drew to unpack and give you the best value that he teaches in his coaching. He gets to watch God set men free. Mm-hmm. He gets to see miracles on a daily basis. We were just discussing offline um, how he was just on a, a group coaching call yesterday. And, you know, one man was on the hot seat sharing his story and, and, and his addiction and the pain. And, and there was tears pouring. But then there was like the lightness that came after God's healing and God's freedom that came from it. And I'm telling you, I get to experience that in my coaching as well. And there's nothing like it. It gives you tingles and, and, and jingles and everything else in all the right places. And you know you're up to God's work in the world. When you see God set people free, it's not Drew. It's not I. We just give men and women like yourself the access to the key from God to unshackle the chains around you that have held you bound for so many years. Mm-hmm. So first, know it's possible because we worship the God of possibility. All things are possible with God. But first, you must believe 
You must believe that it's possible. That's step one, in my opinion. Drew Boa, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and take just a quick minute, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hmm. I love what you said about transformation coming from God. And as a coach, I have a front row seat. <laughs> I just get to witness the Holy Spirit empowering us for the abundance and, and the birthright that we're given as God's children. Um, I end every episode and every coaching call by saying to my guys, you are God's beloved son. And in you, he's well-pleased. And, and with God as our father, Jesus is our brother and the Holy Spirit living us. We have everything we need. Yeah, that's the royal family, people. Forget yeah. the one in Britain. You know, <laughs> we are the royal yeah. family. All right, Drew, yeah. uh, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. The specific type of porn that I struggled with really bothered me. I had a sexual fetish, something I was attracted to that was weird, uncommon, and I really hated it about myself. And so even when I had so much distance from porn, this specific thing was always lurking in the shadows and I never understood it. And when I finally had, had this breakthrough and, and I started this journey, it took me back to my childhood and I realized why, why does this thing have such a magnetic pull on my urges and my attractions? And that, that was the beginning of, of, ending the battle because I'm no longer fighting against my desires. I'm discovering my true desires and I'm able to pursue them with freedom. And, and so I guess something that not many people would know about me is that I have actually never watched traditional porn. It's always been this interesting, different thing. Um, and, and so whatever you're struggling with, uh, whatever it is that's attractive to you, I want you to know it's not your fault. You are not defective. You're broken and wounded. And there is healing. Amen. You know, I think it's in Japan, uh, you know, uh, they have the type of uh, vases or vases that after they're broken, they mm. uh, put them back together with gold. Yeah. Kintsugi. Right? There you go. I was testing you. Well done. Sir. <laughs> Kintsugi. And, uh, and their value is increased 10x, yeah. 100x because the broken pieces have been put together back together with gold. PC Nation, this is what Drew is saying to you right now. You may feel broken and in a thousand pieces. That's okay. We all start somewhere. But God wants to put you back, mend you together with his gold. Mm -hmm. And your value just increases and he expands and multiplies you in the world the same way he's doing for Drew. Now, years ago, Drew felt broken, alone, defective. And here he is now claiming his sonship, claiming his authority as son of God, beloved son of God, and now teaching other men to do the same. So know that God can do the same for you. Drew, let's go back a little bit here because the first thing I'm in my listener's mind right now. And the first objection I'm hearing them mm -hmm. screaming to me right now through the megaphones is, Drew, like you, do I have to go back all the way to my childhood and do this whole self-discovery <laughs> thing to find the source or the origin of whatever fetish or desire I have when I look at porn in order to be set free? Because honestly, I don't have the time for that. Mm -hmm. And that sounds scary as heck. I don't want to look on mm -hmm. the inside. 
I don't like what I see on the inside. Shoot, most days I don't even like what I see when I look in the mirror. So Drew, do they have to go back to the source in order to be set free by God? Do you have to go back to the source? Well, you really have two choices. Think about your brain as a garden. This is something I learned from my friends at the ASAM. And in that garden, there are all kinds of plants. There's some plants that are healthy and strong and growing. And there are some weeds. There are some things you don't, you don't want. They're, they're eating the other plants. They're destroying the garden. And you want to remove the weeds. Well, you have two choices. You can either chop away at the leaves all day and they'll grow back. Or you can get down into the soil, into, into the, the roots, and you can pull them out. And that's harder. And that's more difficult. And that's messy. And that's painful. It's also permanent. So you can, you can either stay at the surface level or you can get to the roots. Mm. Isn't there some kind of spray we could just spray the weeds <laughs> on the top with and not go all the way down to well, the roots? The, and I know I'm thing. being ridiculous, yeah. but let's there, be honest. There's a point. There's a point. There's a point there. We live in a culture mm-hmm. of ease and simplicity yeah. and laziness. Yeah. So there is a very, very, very easy way to discover the roots. Even before you do any digging. Because the evidence of those deeper wounds is actually with you every single day. Tell me more about that. The easiest way to discover the trauma, the abuse, the abandonment, whatever it is that you're, that you have experienced in your life that, that is still showing up is to look at your triggers. For example, um, if somebody says to you, um, Hey, can you please be a little bit more quiet? Small comment, um, but to you, it feels devastating. Like this little thing is huge and it it bothers you. Maybe it agitates you or maybe it creates a sense of anxiety. Oh, have I done something wrong? What am I going to do? I I should never speak up again. There's this disproportionate reaction. That's a trigger. That's a switch that got flipped. It's touching something. It's actually tapping into the roots. And the easiest way to discover your roots is is to look at that service level okay what's triggering me what what sends me into flight fight or freeze or fawn where where i'm constantly trying to please another person or get in their good side be in their good book that's the fawn response or flop i just shut down it's like um i'm talking to my wife and all of a sudden her face goes blank it's like a brick wall it's called stonewalling if that happens i will shut down i'm going to get out my phone i'm going to distract myself i'm going to zone out and check out and space out okay that's a trigger i'm getting triggered and your triggers reveal your trauma. So how do you connect your trigger to your trauma without having a trigger to trauma dictionary? Very, very easy. This is the easy part. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not as hard. You don't have to go to some psychiatrist and think back through all your memories and just try to find something. All you have to do is when you're triggered, identify, is it that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, or flop response? Maybe identify any lies that are going through your mind, any thoughts that are, that are associated with it, and then ask yourself the magic question. When have I felt this way before? When have I felt this way before? So Joseph, let's, let's try talking to you. What is one of your triggers? A little thing that produces a big reaction for you emotionally. Mm. False accusation. Mm. When I'm falsely accused of something. When you're falsely accused of something, what's your immediate instinct? Fight, flight, freeze. 
I would say fight. Like, you don't know me. Mm. Like, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. That's not accurate at all. If you had any idea how good my heart was and how much I'm trying to love you right now and you're being a pain in my whatever, um, you would really take back those words. And even there, I hear some of your healing and some of the assertiveness and also the gentleness that God has been forging in you. So there's this fight response. There's a little bit of aggression, a little bit of anger that comes to the surface. Drew, I was raised by a Marine. So yes. Okay. (laughs) That was the natural default was to fight and discipline and take charge. Yes. Be aggressive. Yes. So now we can ask the magic question. I feel like I'm being coached. Am I being coached right now on my show? (laughs) Well done. Free coaching people. I'm I'm, I'm taking an arrow for the team here. Go keep going. So you were raised by a Marine. If you remember that feeling of being falsely accused and maybe some of the lies associated with that, when have you felt that way before? Oh, well, this is a big one. This is a big one, right? I've already forgiven her. But when I was 15 years old, I made some bad choices. I was hanging out with the wrong friends and stuff, right? 15 years old and we got in trouble. My mother threw me out of the house. She called the police on us, on her own children. Mm -hmm. And, um, Not only did she accuse me of the crime that we did, but she accused me of five to 10 other things that were way worse that I never did. Mm. And she truly occurred as if I was that criminal that committed all these crimes. And I was just Mm. 15 years old, made one bad, really stupid choice. And I I think that's where that false accusation, man, that And then my, all my family members bought into those lies and started mm. to look at me a certain way as if I had done all that, those crimes, so to speak. Yeah. And I was just like, I felt completely unloved. I mm. felt completely ostracized, completely alone. Am I not yes. the great best client here? But then oh. my mother did something good, I think, in all that dysfunction. She threw me out of the house and sent me to live with my aunt in Maryland. And my aunt was just a godly, godly Protestant evangelical woman. Mm. And she was the only one at that time in my life that did not judge me, did not accuse me of anything, didn't even bring it up once. She oh, just wow. loved on me. And oh. she would wake up every morning and be like, my little prince, how are you? Joseph? What can I get you today? Would you like blueberry pancakes? Would you like strawberries? Would you like cereal or all of the above? And she would just speak to me with pure love when I felt total brokenness, total yeah. hurt, total pain. And it was wow. like, it, it wasn't like, it was God's love shining through in that moment yes. in my life. Now, I didn't have that language back then. I do now. Right. And what the enemy intended for evil. Yes. God intended it for good. Yes. That's so amazing. So, so let's just bring this back to the concept of triggers and trauma. So there's a part of you, even after all this healing, that still feels 15 years old. And when false accusation comes up, some of those lies start running through. I'm unloved. I'm ostracized. And misunderstood. So a, misunderstood. That's a big one. And it's not, and it, and it wasn't fair. What happened to you was not okay. It, I'm not saying everything you did was perfect, but what your mother did was the unjust. Charges, the charges outweighed the crime. Mm-hmm. And so naturally there's a feeling of protectiveness. Of, of anger and defensiveness. So that's, that, that's still showing up. And we all have this. I still have this too. We are all growing and we're all healing on this journey. The point is 
that some of us are 30 year olds, 30 years old sexually. No, sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to say that again. You might you know, be 50. Do you know that old. I don't edit this show, right? So there's no, <laughs> oh, Joseph, can you go back and get that out? Nope. All right. All right. Yeah. You might be 50 years old and 12 years old sexually. You might be 35 years old and six years old emotionally. And this is how it works. This is so true. Something okay. triggers us. And I feel like that six-year-old, I feel like that 15-year-old. And what was the little boy using? What was the little girl using to deal with her pain? More and more, it was porn. And that's why I say porn is a pacifier because this was the solution. And in some cases is still the solution for the little child who needs love, who is still here today, who is still with you and is showing up at those moments when we get triggered. Yeah. So good. All right. BC nation. I went first. That's what leadership, <laughs> that's what leadership looks like. Leadership means three words. You go first. Okay. Yes. You want to lead your family. You go first. Mm -hmm. You think there's something wrong with your wife. You go first, show up with God and bring all your brokenness Amen. to him. Now everybody else has the gift of going second. Ta-da. You're welcome people. You're welcome. So Joseph is walking into the light. He's coming out of the darkness. You just saw him model that. And maybe that can give you a little bit of confidence to come out of the darkness. BC Nation, though it looks scary when you're in the cave, when you look out into the light, it looks scary and blinding and foreign. You've never been there before, or at least not on, you know, it's been so long. You were a kid the last time you went outside the cave. Just know that there's other men, other women going out there and they're okay. Yeah. They're actually way better than okay. They're yeah. living life free. I know yes. when I went through my own addictions and I was set free, man, there was a cave to light experience, a darkness to light um, that I had to go through, you know, and, and I'd say it this way, Drew, it's, we have to hang our addiction on the cross next to Jesus and put mm. it to death, put to get, put to death, our false self, our egoic self, the fake self, hang it next to Jesus, and then go through that tomb, the three day tomb experience right? We feel like you're dead. <laughs> like nothing's working. You're numb. What, what's going on in order for God to raise us up and, and set us free, right? So good. What do you so want to add to that? Yes. The resurrection power comes when we surrender control and expose ourselves to the risk of humiliation and loss for the possibility of restoration. Now, let me be real with you, BC Nation. Was that comfortable for me? <laughs> When Drew put me on the spot, and he surprised me, by the way, that was not, <laughs> he didn't tell me, hey, let's coach you. Um, <laughs> was that uncomfortable for me in front of my worldwide audience? You, as you're listening? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But look how fast I just said, let's go. Let's go. Why? Because in the past, anytime I've gone first and I took that risk and believe there's something good on the other side and God has good for me and not harm for me the same that he has for you, it's always worked out well and it's always worked out better. And sure, mm -hmm. there was a little suffering or discomfort temporarily, but for permanent freedom. Yeah. Like temporary pain, permanent mm -hmm. pleasure. Come on, people. Do <laughs> the math on this. Yeah. All right, and Joseph, that was so stunning, man. That was that was amazing for you to, Praise to God, do man. that. Praise yeah. God. You know, I'm happy to do that. So, Drew, 
when you walk guys through, you do, you have a very unique approach. You were telling me mm -hmm. offline. Okay. Um, in yeah. group coaching, I've never heard mm -hmm. this before in the group, uh, online coaching space, especially in, uh, porn addiction, uh, coaching. Now describe to BC nation, how you walk people through this. Uh, for example, like last night, describe that call last night and yeah. you had a guy on the hot seat and then you had other guys on the call, but not the way we would think. Right. On one of these hot seat coaching calls, one of my students will apply. And then when it's his turn, we show up on a Zoom call just like this. And it's just him and me, sometimes with an extra friend or two in the program. They've been growing closer to each other and walking with each other. And it's really beautiful when you get to see some of those friendships too. And they're just there for support. And then all the other students are watching. They're not visible, they're not audible, they're present. And then we do a coaching session. And last night he shared a story of trauma and abuse that was really gnarly, really gnarly. Um, and I don't want to share the details. It was, it was so difficult. It was life-threatening for him. And at the end of it, one of his family members uh, asked him if he wanted to talk to the person who harmed him, which in this case was his father. He said, your father's calling. Would you like to talk to him? And he said, no, of course not, after, after what had happened. And then she looked at him and she said, you know, you deserve what he did to you. It was so sad. It was so unjust. Of course, this guy is dealing with anger. Just like you, Joseph. Of course, he's he's going to be feeling this aggression, and especially towards male authority figures. And where can that anger go if there's no one to validate it? If there's nobody to to receive it? Well, one place it can go is porn. When we feel powerless, porn gives us a sense of control. It right. gives us a sense of I get to be the one who decides what happens. I'm not on the bottom anymore. I'm the one who gets to be served. And for me, part of my attraction has been towards power and domination. I understand that very well. And he was coming with this story. He was coming with these specific impulses and, and issues that he's facing. And it was so incredible to see this community of brothers in Christ come around him and say, man, we see your strength, your kindness, your gentleness, your courage to share, your willingness to forgive your family after all they did to you. And there were tears of laughter. There were tears of sadness and sorrow. And there were tears of release and relief. And finally, being able to talk about this because he had kept it a secret for so many years. He was coming into the light. And then not only does that help him, it helps everyone else who gets to witness and have a front row seat to what God is doing. Powerful. Speak more about bring, going back in time, finding that root right in the soil of the weed that was growing mm -hmm. the same way you just identified one in me. Right. Mm -hmm. And by the way, until today, I never made that connection. <laughs> like true story. I never made that connection. Now I've been healed and set free from it. So yeah. that's why there's no tears here today because yeah. I've already surrendered all that to God, but mm -hmm. um, I never had made that connection. And that shows the power of just asking that question, where else yeah. or when else did you experience that? And how quickly my mind immediately went, Hey, 15 years old. Remember when? Mm -hmm. Like I had never made that connection. So very powerful yeah. BC nation, but you speak to us more about uh, not so much the power of brotherhood, 
and mm-hmm. community as the body of Christ, because that's good. And it's very powerful. That's why God gave mm-hmm. it to us. Like you do on your group calls, these other brothers coming and saying, Hey, I support you, man. That was courageous. Well done. Awesome job. But talk to us about the power of surrendering the addiction. Once you know where the root is, how do you surrender the root to God once yeah. and for all permanently? Because it's his power that sets you free, not just the talking about it, like in therapy of course. or counseling, which is good, but not yeah. permanent. Mm-hmm. So let's take this guy as a case study. He was harmed and abused. And his sexual urges and attractions were for having a sense of power and control. So that's just the surface level. If you really want to surrender, you got to get down to the root. Well, what's underneath that attraction, right? Our triggers can be both pain triggers and pleasure triggers. In a pain trigger, there's a situation that feels intolerable to me, sets me off. In a pleasure trigger, there's a quality about a person or something sexually attractive that feels irresistible to me. It's like a magnet, right? And so for this guy, those experiences of power and domination are really attractive, really appealing. All right. That's just the surface level. What is the deeper desire? Okay. When we can ask a different question, slightly different question. When have you felt the opposite of powerful? When have you felt the opposite of in control? When have you felt powerless? When have you felt weak or inferior? That takes him back to the story of suffering. And what did he need as a boy? What was the deeper desire? It was for safety. It was for validation and protection. Because you know what? If I'm in a position of sexual dominance or power over another person, they can't hurt me. I can't be violated. And that's what, it's, that's what porn is promising to our hearts in those moments. Of course, never delivering because it's continuing to harm us. It looks like a pacifier, but it's truly a predator. And it's part of what the enemy uses to steal and kill and destroy. And and once we can get to the root, we can find out, okay, what was that deeper desire? Well, guess what? That deeper desire is good. And God created us with that need for safety, that desire for validation and being able to be held and loved by another person. So how do you surrender that to God? Once you can identify the desire, then you can bring it to him. God, would you be my protector? Would you be my defender? Would you be the one who gives me that validation and also finding it with other people? That's indispensable. We also need to be able to have community that is safe and validating and and protective where we can feel like I have a voice instead of being voiceless, instead of being powerless. And then also being able to give that to myself. How am I going to set boundaries and, and have a protective guard around me from those who would abuse their authority and things like that. And then finally, how can I overflow to others? How can I help others feel safe? How can I help others feel validated? And that is the key to a purposeful, meaningful life when we can take our wounds and turn it into a redemptive life poured out for others. Amen to that. So how did you make that transition after you got set free? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you just keep it to yourself? Why did, why are you out there now helping other guys? Did God like speak from heaven? like the voice of Darth Vader and say, son, go help others now the way I helped you. What, what made you step into um, a very controversial space, puts a target on your back as well from the yeah, porn industry true. and others. And I know that because I'm friends with people in that, especially people in the sex trafficking fighting against sex trafficking. There's a lot of money and greed and power around that and people in authority that could really ruin someone's life. What made you decide, um, this is a non-negotiable. This is what your life looks like. This is the calling God has for you. Yeah. 
as a stay-at-home dad with an infant. And I wanted to be done with this whole sexual addiction, porn ministry thing. I didn't want to be the sex guy. And I felt the Holy Spirit with input from other people who know me and love me and care about me, leading me to, to wait and to stay and to see what opportunities might come. And I found out about this thing called online coaching. And apparently I can do that from home, even as a stay-at-home dad. I have a laptop, I have a phone, and that's how I got into this, <laughs> was from home. I wasn't going to write another book. I wasn't going to go back to school. I wasn't going to travel and speak. But I have this internet connection that can reach around the world and started helping guys from Japan, Ireland, South Africa, United States, Canada. Uh, it's It's amazing what the internet can do and found out you don't have to be a counselor or a therapist to help people. Amen to that. How did you get started? What did it look like landing your first client or starting your first community? Like, how do you know the right steps to take? Because some of my listeners right now, they feel called uh, through some of the trauma that they've been through. They know they're called to help others find mm -hmm. freedom, but then they lack some business savvy. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't know the actual steps to take, or maybe they've been up to it or trying it for the past two years, but they're not getting traction. What do you recommend? What did you do? I became a learner. Just like I became a learner about sex addiction and freedom from porn. I became a learner about marketing. I thought marketing was evil. I thought marketing was manipulation. Now I know it's just good ministry. Good marketing is good ministry. So that reframe really helped me. And I just treated it like ministry. I think for somebody who's trying to get started, they should probably talk to Joseph Warren and start listening to your first 100K. <laughs> and you just left it there. I love it. <laughs> okay, got it. Thank you for that promo. Oh, <laughs> I was not going for that. All right, Drew, uh, really powerful conversation today. And I just want to thank you and acknowledge you for saying yes to God uh, in your own uh, brokenness and hurt and pain, giving it to him, relying on his power and not your own to break the addiction mm. and then teaching other men how to do the same really yeah. powerful story you shared with us today. Uh, BC nation, as you've been listening, I know there is one man, there is one woman that connected deeply with what drew said, or when he threw me on the hot seat, mm -hmm. maybe there was a word or two. I said that you were like, Hey, that's me. The next step, the next step is to dig deep and, and find that root. What's the root yeah. cause of your addiction? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just porn. It could be something else. What do you got, Drew? Go ahead. One thing I learned about pulling out weeds, they don't respond well to force or pressure. <laughs> just a very gentle, tender, soft approach, consistent, just applying a little bit of touch slowly slowly it'll feel safe enough to come out well that's very interesting yeah yeah because when you yank on a weed it grabs the roots grab whole even tighter correct yes I, hey i like that a lot okay so uh bc nation after that uh that first step right you give it to god surrender mm -hmm. it to god drew what do they do next they find the root they say god i yeah. surrender to you father i surrender mm -hmm. to you specific wound i put mm -hmm. you in charge of my protection my healing yeah. i trust right. you etc then yeah. what do they do 
then you got to find community with others. God said, it's not good for man to be alone. We can't do this alone. We were wounded in relationships and we need to be healed in relationships. Amen. So community is important. All right. BC Nation, there's your three steps to freedom from porn addiction right there with Drew Boa. Hey, Drew, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask <laughs> you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I hope so. Me too. What's your favorite thing about God? Love. What's your least favorite thing about God? Love. <laughs> Let me say it this way. Tough love. Tough love. Yes. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with now, uh, either professionally or personally? Fear of success. Fear of success. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Um, the porn industry suing me and attacking my family. It's a retaliation. Yep. Yeah, for sure. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? <laughs> uh getting distracted on screens yeah what secret fear do you have about people that they will really know me and reject me i guess got it that's a real one yeah, yeah. for sure what do you wish you had learned sooner about god i wish i had learned the tenderness of God. Amen. Not just the toughness, right? Yeah. What's the new habit you want to create in your life? Entrusting my work to others when I don't have to be the one who does it. Ah, so delegating out. Yeah. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are now. Loved. Brave. Beautiful. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you were before you surrendered and uprooted your addiction, gave it to God, and were set free and in community with other men. Self-hatred. Shame. Anxiety. Yeah, I get that. BC Nation, if you're feeling any of those three, then this episode was for you. Straight from God. Just for you. And last question, Drew, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife and kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, what would you say to them? I'd say the same thing I tell everyone at the end of every episode and coaching call. You are God's beloved child and in you, he's well-pleased. Amen. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about uh, seeking that deeper relationship with God? even if they felt they've been hurt by him and others. Mm -hmm. hmm. One final thing to know is that um, vulnerability is worth it. How about that? <laughs> vulnerability is worth it. Yes, I agree completely. All right, Drew, how does BC Nation get in touch with you? What do you got? You got some programs, you got some goodies for them. How do they reach out to you if yeah. they want to coach with you? Where do they go? Yeah, go to husbandmaterial.com. We have weekly videos and podcasts coming out to help you with me and other experts. We also have an app. So you can join our community at husbandmaterial.app. And I would love to help in any way I can. I also see you have a thriving uh, Facebook group as well, right? How do they yeah, go there? Yeah, that's right. 
yeah, husband material men. This is only for men. I know some other great ministries for women too. And I'd be happy to point you in the right direction if you are a lady listening today. All right, Drew Boa, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thanks, Joseph. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.